it's Chris, and welcome to Through the Never. It is time to do an album review, and I'm really excited because Slipknot's new album, We Are Not Your Kind, is amazing, and I'm so excited to get to talk about it. At the time that I um, checked it out and made all these notes, it actually had just hit number one. It's uh, There's a bit of delay now uh, because I'm trying to get the podcast going and wanted to record a few episodes before the actual launch. So at this moment, right before launch, it is not number one anymore. Taylor Swift released a terrible album that went number one and then was quickly unseated by the new tool, Fear Inoculum, which I'm not going to do a review on that album, but I did listen to it. I spent some time with it and I'm just going to quickly say it's all right. There's a lot of good music in it. There's a lot of not inspiring vocals. The song Tempest, which is titled with a seven instead of a T, but I'm going to call it Tempest because I think that's the point of that. Uh, it was as good or exceeded my expectations for a Tool song. That song was fantastic. I will continue to listen to that song. The rest of the album, kind of meh for me. It was okay. But I think it's going to continue selling really well because their fans have been clamoring for new stuff for a long time. Never could get into Tool too much myself. It's a bit of a metal jam band. But there are some fantastic musicians in that band, and they did a pretty good job putting that music together. The weak link was definitely the vocals. Um, so anyway, I'm glad something uh, took over the number one spot because Taylor Swift's album was, was pretty garbage. I listened to it too, to check it out and definitely not up to her standards. I don't know what's going on. Nobody broke her heart this time. I, I don't know, but I'm glad tool took it over at the same time. Not really sure if fear inoculum deserved a number one, but uh, there it is. So let's talk about slipknot. Slipknot's a band that took me a while to get into I was aware of them kind of in the beginning, kind of strange, a bit chaotic and intense and creepy. There's nine members, which I thought initially was a, a ridiculous amount. Still is, but it's part of their, it's part of their entire thing uh, to have that controlled, intense chaos. But uh, the whole mask thing. And they started, they weren't using their names. They were just uh, going by numbers. It was very creepy. They called their fans maggots. It, it's it's just kind of strange. I happened to catch them at a festival, and their live performance is a party. It is crazy, and it's fun, and it's wild, and it's a bit of a carnival. And that really got my attention. And then later on, when Volume 3 came out, it had a bit more hook to the songs, and kind of pulled me in a bit. I bought that album, and that was sort of my entrance, and I've been kind of listening to them ever since. But this album, We Are Not Your Kind, was really, really cool. The overall sound was more polished. It had a cleaner production. Corey Taylor, the singer, Corey Taylor, said in an interview that it was a little more of a Radiohead vibe. I don't really know what he's getting at with that, mostly because I don't like Radiohead. But 
it was very it was very cool that they did some new things they tried some new sounds but they kept coming back to solid riffs and good hooks so it really pulled me in i enjoyed the whole thing there weren't very much uh so i mean there's really only one solo that stood out to me and it was kind of a strange tom morello uh effectsy thing in the song spiders very cool very fitting for the song and i know that jim root was kind of called out and he had said some stuff about it and i think mostly it just comes down to what's appropriate for the songs and for the album and for the concept as a whole so i noticed it wasn't there but it also did not take away from me enjoying the songs so we'll give it that uh so you know in my opinion i think it's their most accessible and also their best album that i've spent time with so it did hit number one it's the first number one on the billboard 200 chart the first hard rock and metal album to hit number one since 2017 with foo fighters uh they were able to get one then it's not slipknot's first number one though iowa Volume 3, All Hope is Gone, The Grey Chapter, all those also hit number one. So they have a very inspired and dedicated fan base. And, uh, of course, you'll see that if you ever go to one of their shows, which uh, I definitely recommend. It's really it's, it's intense and fun and very cool. They're very, I don't know, if looking at them, you may not think that they're serious about what they do. But when you see them on stage, it's very professional and uh, just well put together. They spend a lot of time working on the production aspect of the show, and that really shows. And they they sound good. It's hard when you have that much stuff going on, especially at a metal show, to have a good sound quality. You got to have good people helping you with the technical, but they still pull off for what they do. The sound still comes through pretty good. So I have to give them credit for that. I've got some notes here on standout tracks on the album. Unsainted was the uh, first single. I think it was a great choice for a single. has a good hook. It still plays to their bass. It included sort of a, a choir vocal piece, which was uh, pretty cool to have. I think it was a great way to introduce the new material to old fans and to new. I also liked... Birth of the Cruel, that was a solid song. Nero Forte, uh, it has a really like low, it like seven string kind of riff. It, it's a riff monster, and it may have the most memorable vocal hook on the album. Really cool stuff, it stuck in my head for days. I also really liked Critical Darling and Orphan. Orphan was really up tempo and heavy, and I really, I really enjoyed when we got to that one. Um, no Long for This World was pretty cool. It was a little different, but very cool. And then I believe the second single was Solway Firth, and that song was awesome. That's Corey at his best. Even without having the melodic vocals or hooks in, in, in that song, he really, really laid into that one. That one was really good. Spiders was a bit of an experimental song. It's a little different. Had that unconventional solo, but I found myself continuing to sing that. It was very... Uh, one of those that kind of sticks in your head and grows on you. It's like a fungus. Anyway, very cool. 
So anyway, that was uh, just a quick overall, uh, you know, thoughts and opinions on that album. If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely do so. Even if you're not a fan of Slipknot, if it's not on your radar at all, or, uh, you know, you're just kind of curious, this is a good album. If you like it, you can kind of work backwards. That's sort of how I've done with some of these bands as I've gotten into heavier stuff over the years. I've actually worked backwards. Sometimes the first albums, the production value is not as good. The uh, control and there's just there's a little more edge and stuff. And sometimes that's what you want. But for me, I like a more polished recording. And sometimes it's a little easier on the heavier stuff to get into an album that was recorded when they have more money. It, it's just easier to listen to, and you can work backwards. I, I may not be for everybody, but that kind of worked for me as I started getting into metal. Uh, even though it's been a while now, that was something that I remembered just doing it that way. So anyway, I recommend you check it out. Solid album. Thank you, Slipknot. Keep up the good work.